0: Alright, everyone, hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on.
1: Hey, Will, this is Drew in Bend, Oregon. Just wanted to say good luck on your new podcast. I just got off the trainer for two solid hours watching a cycling movie. It's snowing here, and uh, I'm just stoked now, uh, so but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, I'm excited to be part of this journey. Thanks for the inspiration. Keep it up, and good luck.
0: Hi there. This is Michelle, a.k.a. Siren, from McHenry, Illinois, and I tried because it helped me to accept the person that I am, and it showed me the path to become the person that I want to be. Thanks a lot for your cool podcast, guys. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Shelley Ironman from Bell River, Ontario, Canada. And you wanted to know why we try. Well, why I try is because I always wanted to push myself to do something most people will never do. I like the pain and love the rewards. I have gotten to meet great people all the time at races. I get to travel to places I would never have dreamt I would go to. Um, also, I guess it would be easier just to sit on the couch and do nothing, but I have made a choice. That push my mind, body, and soul. And above I know it sounds cliche, but I try because I can.
2: Aloha triathletes. Welcome to Get Your Geek On. I'm the Tri-Geek Kahuna.
0: And I'm Ironwell.
2: And this weekly podcast is designed to get you all geeked out about the sport of triathlon. It's for any triathlete out there, whether you're just... Thinking about doing your first sprint triathlon, or you're an Ironman veteran.
0: That's right. So if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, just to see how far you can go, you've come to the right place.
2: Iron Will, we've got a jam-packed show today. It's our first. This is our first show, so maybe a teeny bit rough, but I think we're, we're going to work it all out. Uh, yeah, definitely. What what, uh, what is your favorite segment that we're going to have coming up?
0: Um, you know what? I'm really looking forward to your 3 a.m. Uh, triathlon story.
2: Yeah, that, we did this on uh, New, Year's, New Year's Day. We recorded it. It's, it's, I think we're the first uh, two people in the nation, me and my, my uh, uh, training partner, RoboStew, and I, I should say. Um, we did a New Year's Day triathlon starting at about 3 a.m. We also have, for people who know you, Iron Will, they're going to love this segment. If they don't know you... They're going to grow to love this segment, and that's your uh, tri-life lessons, which, which you mix a little bit of um, philosophy about triathlon and life together in a nice little mix. Um, Thank you. We also have a uh, surprise a triathlete. This is where we call somebody who doesn't really know we're calling and just uh, either wake them up or uh, see what they're doing and, and uh, add a little suspense to the show. Yeah, and, that's gonna be fun. And you talk to your coach, right?
0: Yeah, we're going to have a coach's corner section. Um I think we had a little technical um situation there, but um but, but I think it's going to be usable, so we'll have to check that out and see how it goes. All
2: right. And then we got the email bag. This is some some uh emails from from folks out there, and if you stay to the very end, uh believe it or not, we made some mistakes <laughs> in our first broadcast <laughs> podcast and uh so that's uh they're all collected at the end it's it's pretty fun. Um, oh,
0: that's my favorite part, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's good to laugh at yourself at times, I guess. <laughs> um well listen, before we get too deep into this, we're gonna have a lot of new people who uh, don't know who you are or who I am, and so why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself?
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, um my let's see. I'm a married mom of uh two preschoolers, a three and a half and a four and a half year old. And um thirty one. I'll be thirty two in April, so um, anybody out there wants to send me a birthday card that would be cool. Um, let's see uh, this is my second full season and I um Last year, I had um, two marathons and a half Ironman and three sprint triathlons. And, um, yeah, that was I'm still tired from my first season. <laughs> um, and uh, this, my second full season coming up, I'm looking at Ironman Wisconsin in September, so getting ready for that race. And uh, I have another half coming up um, and some sprints and a couple half marathons this time. I don't know. I'm still playing with the idea of doing um, – Chicago Marathon, but we'll see about that one. It's kind of close to uh, to Ironman, Wisconsin there. So um, I'm a high school teacher. I teach English as a new language in my real life. And um, let's see, I've been doing that about eight years. I'm programmed for the language acquisition program that we have. And um, let's see, I, I think that's going to do it. I'm broadcasting from the uh, World Headquarters of Through the Wall, uh, just outside of Chicago in the Midwest. Um, so it's really chilly here, not like it is for you, Kuna.
2: <laughs> no, am Well, you're being very modest. Tell them about your your website. You're one of the most. Excuse me. You're one of the most popular bloggers out there in the sport of triathlon
0: oh gosh i I don't know about that, but thank you so much um it's let's see it's a little complicated um, I'm kind of regretting the new we just switched over to new domain so um and uh it looks really cool, but it's kind of a pain to describe um the address, which is uh through the but it's okay, you see there's a three in place of the e for the the so yeah, <laughs> gonna have to kind of get used to that
2: getting too creative on us. Uh, oh, God. People will remember that. Well, listen, I'm a uh, married father of four boys. Uh, my boys range in age from 17 to 6. Um, I'm, I've been in the sport triathlon for three – this is my third season now. Um, the second season, I did two half Ironmans. This season, I'm including – I did Wildflower in the Big Kahuna in Santa Cruz, California – Uh, This year, I am signed up to do the Ironman Florida in November, so we'll take all the listeners along for the ride of two Ironmans, and let's see, I'm broadcasting from the TriGeek Dreams, which is my website, uh, trigeekdreams.com laboratory, in um, or labs, I should say, I guess that'd be cooler, in um, Orange County, (laughs) California. And uh, I'm 40 freaking five years old, so I'm a little, <laughs> little bit on the long in the tooth. Um, and I think that's about it for me. Um, wh- why don't we get right into the show? We've got tons of things for the first time. This is amazing uh, how much stuff we can pack in here. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, why don't we call Do Our Surprise a Triathlete? And what I'd like to do is let's. Okay, it's time for our first segment. This is Surprise a Triathlete. I think this might be my, going to be my favorite segment of the show. This, today's athlete is going to be uh, Playboy Joel. He's a training partner of mine, and he's known for not training and for spending most of his time at the gambling tables or trying to pick up women or drinking. So
0: hey, there's his triathlon right there. Yeah,
2: so I think you'll enjoy him. <laughs> and um, we actually uh, a little insider information is we we try to get a we got a hold of him yesterday. Um, and he, he, it was great because he, cause Iron Will pretended like she was one of his uh, women of the past, and he couldn't figure out who it was. And it was it was great, <laughs> except for it didn't freaking record. So we're gonna we're gonna surprise him again. He will be surprised because he, he's not gonna be used to a second call. So let's <laughs> let's, uh, let's dial him up. Let's dial him up right now and uh, and surprise him. Okay. Okay, you, you talk. Okay. Okay. So this is Playboy Joel. Joel or...
1: Hello.
0: Hi, Playboy Joel. How are you? Oh
1: God. It's <laughs> <laughs> do play Groundhog's Day.
0: I'm good.
1: I'm good, Ironwell. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. We had a little technical difficulty, so uh we're calling you again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, J- hey Jolita, did we get you out of bed?
1: Hi Lavi. how are you?
2: Good, good. I'm actually the Kahuna.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's no, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me, sorry, Kahuna. That's Forget okay. Great
2: one. Are you are you uh, are you still in bed?
1: Sadly, no. I uh, I'm in the car heading to work.
2: Oh man. Hey, well, yeah. I just wanted to replay. A l- I mean, we can't replay because we had technical difficulties. But what we did yesterday when we su- really surprised the triathlete. Um, I'm using this term a little bit loosely with, with PJ, <laughs> is um, he, PJ's known for his own triathlons, which is um, women drinking and gambling. And so we had Iron Will call and say like, you know, hey, Joel. And, <laughs> and Joel, what was going through your mind at that point? Uh,
1: first thing that went through my mind, I, I'm, Iron Will sounded a lot like an old friend. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> why so I wasn't wasn't really expecting to hear from. So I, for the first few minutes, I uh, I thought that perhaps it was a, an old friend from from past days. But um, but the, you know the rule of thumb is never never make a guess on a woman's voice if you're not sure who it is because if you're wrong, then it's going to cause a lot more problems than if you're right. So I uh, I, uh, I just. I waited her out. I really had no idea who it was after a few minutes
2: wow that's a that's a good lesson joel have you have you do you have any, do you have any good triathlon lessons for us
1: <laughs> which uh which triathlon are you talking
2: about well, I'm just talking about you know training or you you you've signed up for the wildflower triathlon and I yeah. know you've been in intense training you you trained yesterday correct uh,
1: i did not I did it, not. Oh. I never, yeah.
2: but the day before yeah.
1: no no missed that one too.
0: But, uh, you know. Isn't Wildflower, uh, uh, like, three months away? Something like it's, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness.
2: Now, for, yeah, for, our li- for our listeners out there, uh, PJ, let me just tell them that uh, PJ yeah. is a young buck. And so he <laughs> doesn't need a whole lot of training. And he can go out on a bike ride and just hammer me and others. Um, but uh, um,
1: You know that. You know that's not true. But, you know. but
2: Wildflower is a different beast. This is uh, one of the toughest half-iron man, man, men, I guess, in the world, <laughs> mans in the world, and uh, and yeah. I'm a little bit worried about you, PJ. You've got to get out there.
1: I'm a little worried about myself. I just, you know, um, I wish I were spending all my time, you know, boozing and chasing girls and gambling, but the fact of the matter is I've been uh, just, just swamped with other of uh, life's realities and uh i just don't uh, don't seem to have the time to get out there and train but i'm going to do it i'm going to do it this week is uh, this week's going to be better i'm going to get back on the horse
2: now, now what's the name of your bike the goat the goat oh eh? the goat. yeah and the goat I is uh in goat. and, and the goat's in the shop getting all fixed up right
1: yeah I'm a little worried I left to go up there last week and they said just come back in a few days and I've been so busy I haven't picked her up and uh, I, don't know what they, I don't know what they've done with her <laughs> so, well those
0: cobwebs uh, I've heard take quite a bit of, uh, of time and you know man hours to oh, get out of the map. oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, uh,
1: the carbon the carbon dating that I mentioned the other day came back and uh, it turns out the last time I r- rode her uh, was during the uh, Clinton presidency actually <laughs>
2: Now PJ the the goat is going to be a little bit angry at you for for abandoning
1: uh
2: her neglect.
1: Now uh, the goat
0: and I She'll has a no fury like a woman scorned PJ. Uh,
1: I know, but we talk a lot and she uh we've just agree on this one. Yeah, no, she uh there was a silent treatment for a while and she's uh, <laughs> you know she's rested up, she's ready to go. I just I uh, you know I don't deserve the goat I here like that. The goat, goat sometimes says Things like that, but I don't deserve her, and she wants to go find somebody who does. But fact of the <laughs> matter is, she can't leave without me, so I got her.
2: Well, be- before we let you go, uh, PJ, I just got to tell you one, st- tell our listeners one story about the goat, and that is when you got the goat. Uh, yeah. we we drove up to Wildflower, if you remember.
1: And I do remember.
2: And so we—that
1: came- a year ago already.
2: Yeah, we're gonna get we got to do it again. We did a little pre-race scouting trip, so we camped up there. It was freezing. Um, so cold. And we're 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 Southern California wusses, so it was uh it was so <laughs> cold. <It> was, <sighs>
1: what
2: was I yeah, I well probably dipped into the fifties. Um, oh, you was poor
1: baby. Remember, oh. remember we were trying to remember we were trying to cook that chicken that night, we didn't have anything to Yeah, <laughs> we were we were the oh, world
2: world's worst campers We're like city oh. slickers out there. But anyway, so I'm so I I pick up PJ and he insists that his the goat cannot lay in the middle of the pile of the bikes. It's got to be on That's top exactly of all right. the bikes. you exactly so, You're
1: right. So, he, a, it, w- say that again. You gotta respect the goat. I would never lay the goat in between two other bikes.
2: Please. So my
0: just not that kind of bike, huh?
2: My bike, my, my bike <laughs> butter. T- t- you know, it took it took the bottom, and Chase <laughs> was on top. So, um, <laughs> Sounds like quite
0: the RA, guys.
1: Yeah, it was a little Menage a 12 Carmen <laughs> and. Uh, and carbon. All right. Well, well the P- goat is always on top. Remember that.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, 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 as long as you're with us, PJ, the goat can always be on top. We just we just want you with us. All
1: right. Are we doing another training trip this year?
2: Yeah, we're gonna go. We gotta work that out. So I'll 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 call you after the show and. Uh, and we'll work it out. But we're going to go up there and uh, with a whole group of people, so it'll be it'll be a fun time.
1: Hey, Iron Will, are you joining us for Wildflower this year, not?
0: I would love to join you for Wildflower, but sadly, um, you guys are in California, and that's kind of a little ways. So um, Where are you? I'm in the Midwest, just outside of Chicago. Oh, ah, that is far away. So, yeah, kind of a little ways. And uh, I have a couple um, half marathons right around uh, wildflower time, so probably not going to be in my cards this year. But maybe one of these years.
2: This is a first, a woman turning down PJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: what did uh, you do to prepare for wildflower
2: today? Uh, today I am um, doing my podcast. Uh, yesterday I did... <laughs> <laughs> yesterday did a, I,
1: did a, <laughs> I really, really down some Yeah,
2: yesterday I did a two-hour, yeah. uh, two-hour bike ride at a at a low heart rate because I listened to Iron Will, and uh, mm-hmm. it was nice. So I,
1: I'm I'm getting good to go. Yeah, Iron Will, are you? You're a married woman, right?
0: I'm a married woman, PJ.
1: Oh, okay, I just I i like to know these things when I'm.
0: Oh, okay. To to <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Before you expend the energy, huh? Yeah. All <laughs> right. <laughs> All
2: right, PJ, on that note, um, we'll let you go, but thanks for uh being our first guest on Surprise a Triathlete, even though we surprised you yesterday, but this was still kind of a surprise, right?
1: <laughs> uh, it was a surprise. It was a it was a pleasant surprise. I just wish I had uh more to show you guys on the uh, on the train in front. Uh. Alright,
2: well we'll get back to you. We'll check in when it gets closer to Wildflower.
1: Yeah, please do. Please
2: All right. All right, see you later. All
0: right, bye, PJ. Bye bye. All
2: right. That was that was fun, Iron Will.
0: Did he try to hit on me on the phone?
2: I think he was trying. That's you know, but he sensed the uh, the married aura around you. Oh, and, um, okay. PJ has very <laughs> he has very good uh, instincts that way, and he stays away far away from married women. So he's funny. Uh, he is he's a funny guy. He's he's a great guy, actually. Um, okay, well that was our first surprise. That gets our show off to a great great start.
0: That was okay. a blast. We're gonna have to call PJ more.
2: Yeah, it could be a regular guest.
0: So That's It's time for some try life lessons. And um, this will be a regular part of our show in which I'll let you have a peek into my perspective of things. So feel free to agree or disagree. Um, the insight I talk about will, of course, always be my own take on the world. So with that in mind, let's get started. Okay, well, the other day, um, something occurred to me on my way to the pool. Uh, just that morning, I opened some email from a new reader on my site, and it was a letter of thanks for being motivating for him, as well as a letter of inquiry about staying focused. And the writer wanted to know how I managed to keep everything together for Iron Man with all of the other irons I have in the fire, um, with being a married mom of two preschoolers, full-time high school teacher, career, you know, all of that, um, maintaining the website. And, well, uh, I thought about it for a while, and when I got home, I wrote back, and let him know that I struggle like everyone else. Uh, there are good days in which I feel like I could race tomorrow and then there are days where I can't believe I ever signed up for Ironman in the first place. Uh, I let him know that my alarm clock goes off every day at 3.30 in the morning so that I can start my workouts by 4.00 and I know that sounds kind of crazy but with my lifestyle there's just really no other time to train so uh, when that alarm goes off um, when, that, when that horn sounds that's really my call to get on the bus. Uh, if I turn it off or enter into some trade negotiations or something with the snooze bar, well, I miss my my ride to where I'm going for the day. So it's just never easy. Um, like Gordo says, you know, there's no easy way. So... Uh, I'm sure that there are many of you out there who can relate to my theory that the first 10 minutes of nearly everything stink, and getting out of bed early to go work out in the morning is no different. I never spring out of bed all chipper and Richard Simmons ready to go work out. Uh, It's a saga every single day. Uh, But I know that if I just hang in there for a little while, things will start to feel um, a little better, and they'll start falling into the groove I've made for them with my morning routine. Uh, But, of course, in order to have a morning routine, you sort of have to get on the bus every day. So... What happens, say, if uh, I start missing workouts and I start missing the bus on a continuous basis? Well, actually, I went through this, Uh, like everyone does at one point or another. It happened right after I finished Steelhead this past August. Uh, I took a week off, and then two, and pretty soon, life started to feel a lot less iron, if you know what I mean. I was slotted to run the Chicago Marathon the following October and had slacked big time on those training miles, and this caused a backup in the flow of the rest of my life. Uh, pretty soon, I had much less patience. I became depressed. My training diet went out the window. Sleep patterns kind of went to crap. and. Uh, Overall, things just got really confusing and complicated. Missing the bus every day came back to get me because when I showed up at the starting line on October 9th, I was short several miles, and I was really, really under-trained. The longest run I'd managed was 18 miles, I think, and, and that was a good six weeks or so prior to the race. And after, and even then, um, it was it was a really sad eighteen miler. Um after that it was just a collection of five and ten milers here and there and those were pretty freaking as well. So by mile four of the race I really wanted it to be done. I I managed to finish thanks to some awesome support from old and new friends, but I swore to myself at the finish line that from that day on there would be no walking to where I wanted to go. Um, So, yeah, walking along, there's a strange thing that happens when we slow down, I think. We have a tendency to pick up a bunch of unnecessary uh, baggage, a lot of shiny little rocks on the ground there, um, like minor stresses, which usually evolve from other people's problems insecurities worries and then the bigger things we stressed about only seem that much bigger so pretty soon we're walking along carrying everything in the kitchen that's not screwed into the wall Um, think about it you know what a pain it is to carry um, four and five bags of life that you need for workout mornings Uh, you have the briefcase the lunch the bag of gear and clothes and you know how hard it is to get around toting all of those imagine walking around with that all day of course, life's going to be hard, and of course it's going to—you're uh, going to be drawn to all of the different shortcuts, the quick fix, fast foods, the alarm clock, negotiations, because you're so tired and feel justified. Um, the only giving 20% to all other aspects of your life because 80% of your energy and focus is consumed with lugging this collection of pebbles around. And then there's the guilt that comes with all of that. So of course it's just a whole vicious cycle. So, in my humble opinion, the only way out of that is to just make sure you're not walking in the first place. Make sure you catch the bus every morning or evening or whenever your bus comes, because for the distance we want to travel, it's really the only way to get anywhere. And that's it.
1: Oh my
2: gosh, you're the Aristotle of triathlon.
0: <laughs> oh, that you are very kind today. That of was day.
2: so good. Well, hey, thanks. how's your how's your training going?
0: It's Speaking going okay. I've I've been missing the bus lately, though. <laughs> I gotta tell you, <laughs> life life has been kicking my butt a little bit um, with uh with different things. So, but I'm but I'm getting it ironed out. Uh, just had a, a swim session um, and got my stroke videotaped and analyzed. So um, I'm kind of psyched about getting back, catching the bus tomorrow. So,
2: no. When you looked at yourself when you looked at yourself on the videotape, did you? Were you surprised at what you saw? Did you, is that how you thought you were swimming? What was that? You know like?
0: what? No. Actually, that's the strangest thing. Um, just like, you know, when you hear your voice on a recorder, you're just like, is that me? When you see yourself, you're like, is that me? My stroke was actually a lot better than I had thought. Um, <laughs> I was amazed. The The woman um, who was – my coach was there, too, but the woman who videotaped it was um, – she's actually a bronze medalist in the Olympics, and she was the coach of the Masters Swim Team, and um, – um had uh said that she liked my positioning and um I had a low stroke count um, 17 uh, I'm sorry 19 strokes uh, 17 would have been um, you know in the in the more ideal range but uh, 19 strokes um, for 25 yards and a uh, 23 coming back but I took down water on the way back so um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah I, so that was encouraging she told me um, it was and I think it was more the look on her face uh, where she said you're strong and uh, and you've got some potential and that's sometimes all I need to hear <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> just send me awesome. off that's
2: awesome that's awesome so. its it's funny how a few words will really, really motivate you or demotivate you.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when I thought, you know, I'm like, good thing, you know, swimming is first in triathlon or I'd likely drown. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's with that. Let's, why don't we go to uh, the coach's corner? I know, I know we had a little bit of technical problems, but I, I think this is uh, listenable and, and for sure the advice in there is, is worth the, uh, um, any pain to, to get through it.
0: Yeah, bear with us guys. This is the first time out, first podcast, so we're gonna have a little warbles here and there. But um you know, and, and when that happened I tried to repeat a little bit, so uh, you know, next time we'll get those things ironed out, but um I've this is actually the second record through, so if I call my coach again he's gonna be like, Okay, what is going on? <laughs> so, um, with that, you know, here's to here's to coach's corner. Okay, um this is uh Greg Mueller that we have. He's my coach and um we're going to ask him a couple questions here for Coach's Corner. How many um clients do you have right now?
3: I have um about 15 clients in five states.
0: Wow. So and you do most of it um online. See, I'm so lucky because uh he we live in the same town, so it's, it's pretty cool for me, but <laughs> um so go ahead.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I do most of it online, and it um, it's definitely it's always an advantage to race or to um, to be working with athletes athletes that are racing near you and training for you because you can see them and work with them when you have an opportunity. Um, but it's also I have um, athletes in New Hampshire and Texas and Colorado um, that have also experienced a lot of success. Um, just I, I have a really open line of communication as much as an athlete wants. Um, to communicate, with, and some coaches limit that to one time per week or something. Um, and the, the only shortfall I see is really with swimming technique can get to be a problem because you want you want to make sure someone's efficient in the water, um, and if you can't see them swim, sometimes you can't correct a really minor thing. So that's the that's the only downfall.
0: Uh, to to people who are not in the same area. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Usually there's
3: a USS um, certified coach they can hire at like the YMCA or something to look at their technique in mm-hmm. just a half an hour a week sometimes really helps that.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. I'm see see I'm so lucky. <laughs> um mm-hmm. my uh my other question was um probably one that I bet almost everybody has. Um uh what should people uh who are racing this year um at all different levels be concentrating on now um here at the beginning of January?
3: Okay. Well um Obviously, it depends on what distance they're going first, and it depends, like, when they're wanting to focus on their race, whether it's in the spring or the fall. But, I mean, let's say it's safe to assume that someone wants to do, like, an August race. They're in a climate like Indiana where it's pretty cold and they want to wait for the summer to get really fit at the end of the year. Um, And actually, fundamentally, the paradigm that I hold for coaching is that you can work your – um, aerobic capacity, so that's using oxygen instead of putting sugar or really depleting uh, your sugar by producing lactic acid and going really hard. You can build your aerobic base so high that it would, in many levels, exceed your anaerobic capacity or the anaerobic capacity that you once knew. So let's say that at some point you could um, run a seven-minute mile, but you were at a really high level, a high percent of your heart rate, or reported that you. you train an athlete and build them aerobically, they can um, almost get to that level A levels what they used to be anaerobic, they can get there aerobically and that's because you build capillary beds um, and mitochondria and you have a lot of muscle development and it's not uh, catabolic. It's entirely anabolic and the athlete is building themselves up. So what I think is important all year round and especially in January is that the athlete is doing aerobic exercise um, that usually feels a lot easier than the athlete thinks they should be going, but it's also that they're focusing on technique and strength, and that's really what's fundamental to this time of the year, is making sure, first, the athlete is doing whatever they're supposed to be doing correctly, so if they're cycling, maybe it's that their seat height is correct and they have symmetric pedaling, or if they're running, their form is good. And once you've established that fit, you have them work on strength, um, and not just in the weight room, but getting stronger in whatever they're doing. So that might be running on trails or grass or, you know, riding in bigger gears or just spending time doing those things to get more efficient slash stronger for the upcoming season. Because until you've established those things, you really don't want to progress an athlete to going hard because when they start going hard then all of those things break down.
0: Wow, so that must be all of my runs are sub 140 for the heart rate, right. huh? <laughs> right, <laughs>
3: so you end up like, I mean, and I'm sure you've experienced this, most people have is that um, you end up walking on a lot of hills or you know, if it's a windy day or something and you just you do something to elevate your heart rate, you end up walking. And A lot of people refuse to do that, but I find that it really does pay off in the long run to find a heart rate and really stick to it and just keep that heart rate really low
0: and you actually told me um because uh i was like this is kind of slow I-, I could do this all day <laughs> you're like well don't don't uh, worry about it because um pretty soon you'll be going faster and uh that heart rate'll stay the same and um that's actually happened i've gone from um almost a 12 minute ish mile with that heart rate um at 142 um it's a it's almost dropped like a whole minute so um and this has just been what a, a couple months so right
3: um yeah, and and that's and that's the real, that's the point is that when, when we started, you were around 12-ish miles. And for you to have gone a minute per mile faster, you would have really had to elevate that heart rate too high for like a longer race or for training. Mm-hmm. It would have made you really tired. And now your heart rate is still the same. So presumably you can still do it for the same length of time you could have, you know, used to. I could have gone all day, somebody might say. But now you're running faster
1: mm-hmm. because we're not
3: breaking you down and yet you're getting stronger and more efficient, which is what that type of training allows mm-hmm. you
0: to do. And see, and had I never had a coach, I never would have known um, something like that. So so this kind of information is really vital um, for anybody out there who doesn't have a coach. Um, uh-huh. Just, you know, make sure that, that you're training in an aerobic zone and not an anaerobic zone right now, um, is right. what I, I understand you to say, um, because it's just going to pay off in the long run. Correct. So. Yep. Okay. Well, um thank you very much. Uh this is again my thank coach, you. uh Greg Mueller, level 2 uh, USAT triathlon coach and um I guess we'll uh we'll give it back to the Kahuna. Thanks a lot, Greg.
2: All right. Well, that that was awesome and it's good advice. I I actually followed that advice. I listened to this before I went on my training on this Sunday and I was going way over 140 uh beats per minute and I don't know why, because I, I, I kind of know better, but uh, mm. I I did it and it felt like it, it, it's it's weird because the the ego that I have when I see these people blowing by me when I when I know I could beat them, but I just gotta say you know what that's okay I gotta keep my heart rate down etc cetera. Mm.
0: Um, well, be careful because that's uh, that 140 beats is for my age female and yours may be a little bit different so you're going to have to look up whatever your... Um, your low target heart range
2: is. Yeah, I actually actually I did that, and um, so I, I kept it in that range, but I understand what you're saying. It's not one size fits all on these, yeah. On these things. Yeah, so
0: that's, we got to be careful. I mean, Coach's Corner is um, is a very great resource, I think, for a lot of people and for some general advice, but when it comes to specifics, like with numbers and, and training, um, everybody's program is really specialized to... Um, they're, they're personally specialized, so um, you know. Make sure not to follow to the letter everything uh, you hear in Coach's Corner. Um, it's just some general tips, but uh, by no means a substitute for your own personal coach.
2: Yeah, your mileage may ver- vary, is what you're trying to say.
0: There uh, you go. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, okay. Well, let's go. You know, I know we've got some great. Oh, be- by, before we get into the email bag, let me tell the people that if they want to get a hold of us, if they have a topic they want addressed and addressed and Coach's Corner or your Tri Life Lessons, or they want to be the um, get their name on a list for being a surprise triathlete and want to leave us their phone number. Um, we
0: also have those surprise voiceovers at the beginning. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Of if, every show.
2: Before we go to the next segment, let me just tell everybody that if they have a topic they want for Coach's Corner, if they have something they want Iron Will to talk about in our Tri Life Lessons, if they want to be part of our intro of the show and uh, um, tell us why they try you can do that all through some phone numbers and um, that's going to be at the end of the show we have an announcer that tells you the phone numbers to call the websites and basically everything you need to know about getting a hold of us we just didn't want to slow down the show um, to to tell you um, all those numbers so get a pen and pencil ready at the end of the show you can um, figure out exactly how to get a hold of us sound good
0: Sounds like a plan.
2: All right, why don't we go to mailbag? We've got some great uh, letters and I think um, I think Ironwell's gonna read a couple of them for us. So go ahead, Ironwell.
0: Okay, um, let's see. The first one um, we're going to open up is from Pam, and uh, it says here, I'm a 50-year-old college professor and a mother of kids age 12 and 15, running and biking, and then triathlon uh, came for me out of being diagnosed with diabetes two years ago. I did my first triathlon in May of 2005. Um, Way to go, Pam. It doesn't say where she's from, but... um, You'll see it on the blogs. I've I've definitely seen that name before.
2: Now you you did that for me. I got I got a I think I got a uh, my 14 year old son Tristan was just diagnosed with class one diabetes, and so he's he's getting a lot of encouragement and, and motivation from uh, triathletes and others that have have written in and saying you know hey you can still have a, a normal life you can still be a tri um, an athlete etc. And so um, it's uh, what's amazing about triathletes. And triathlon is there's so many different people that have overcome so many different obstacles um, it's it's just amazing so anyway thanks for thanks for that Will.
0: oh no and and just he's just such a great um, example and inspiration for everybody else uh, as well so if, if anybody's been following your blog um, they they'll know and obviously Apple doesn't fall very far from the tree so
2: oh yeah well, <laughs> he's a keeper so
0: Okay, uh, the next one, um, speaking of inspiration, this one comes from Hilburn, and uh, it says here, I'm a 40-year-old mother of one 3-year-old boy, and I finished my first sprint try last year. Um, I got run over by a car at the age of 19, and I'm missing quite a number of muscles, like my right glute. Oh, my gosh. That would definitely make triathlon hard. Um, let's see. Uh, as well as several other pieces of my now unstable pelvis. Wow. Uh, this is an old story for me. I lived, I've lived i lived in this body longer than I haven't. This is an old story for me. i lived in this body longer than I haven't. I used to be a college teacher um, until I married a man that I uh, met and fell in love with um, ever since the age of 14. And now I make things and give them away um, to help local nonprofit organizations raise money. My husband was so inspired by my training last year that he's now training for a marathon, and he's not even a runner. Oh, cool. Wow. Way to go, Hilburn. Um,
2: she rocks
0: she really does and actually you know what I know I have some pictures of Hilburn um, she wrote to me before and um, was very inspirational um, right right as she was doing this first triathlon so um, we're going to have to call her and, and get her on the air
2: let's put it on Hay- our list we, we, that, yeah. that's, that's going to be a great future show
0: yeah Hilburn if you're out there um, call in and leave us a voicemail so uh, with your phone number so we can surprise you
2: that's cool Do You got a, you got one more
0: letter I do. I do have one more, um, and uh, this one comes to us. Let's see. Um, I was. Look, I put it down, and there it is. Okay. This one comes to us from Mr. P, and Mr. P cracks me up. Um, he is a 37-year-old single male who lives alone with his cat. Uh, how sad is that? Uh, no. And I didn't say how sad is that. He wrote how sad is that.
2: <laughs> I would say how sad is that, but go, keep going. <laughs>
0: just for the record um says here that he did uh two sprint tries um and he's training to do his very first marathon which is going to be the los angeles marathon uh hey right friend in your neighborhood there kuna um and uh i love i love mr p because his website is just the coolest thing um you guys have to check it out it's called um neoprene wedgie.com. so uh, <laughs> he's, he's automatically in the cool book just for that name
2: that is good uh yeah, I think if you're ever going to do a blog, which I think uh, everybody out there should do a blog, uh, the name is important. So uh, that is that is give them a plus for for that name
0: <laughs> for creativity.
2: Okay, let's go. We're gonna, we're about to our final segment, but before we get there, I want to talk about one thing that uh, that shows you how open and honest we are, which is we're going to talk about. I hope it's okay with you, Iron Will, but our weight. Uh,
0: oh, <laughs> okay.
2: And I. Um, you know i'll go 'll go first I, I got into triathlon uh, three years ago and and it happened because I went to Hawaii. My brother lives on the north shore of Oahu and uh, sunset beach and it 's always very tough to have a brother that lives there cause I have to go visit him from time to time
0: and <laughs> That'll be poor thing so,
2: so I went there and and i'm you know i 'm an okay surfer, and so I, I went out surfing. I felt really out of shape surfing, and I was, I was kind of bummed as I paddled back in, thinking, "God, I'm just getting to be an old man." And I sat down in one of those beach chairs, and I looked down, and my stomach—it wasn't my stomach—it was the stomach of a middle-aged fat man. And <laughs> I'm like, "What happened?" This, you know, it was like jelly, and it was just, oh, it was awful. And I, you know, I—I'm I, a former college athlete. I was like, you know, this—this this just can't be. And so I got got, actually got depressed about it, and I I was about a biscuit away from 200 pounds. (laughs) And uh, you're gonna ask me how tall I am, and and I'm six two and a half, which doesn't sound too bad. bad. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad, but it was just like all fat. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of muscle there. I just, I just looked uh, very sloppy, as they say. And uh, so I, I got back to the office and. And my friend, uh, who we call Robo Stu now, he said, you know, what's wrong with you? I'm just like, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm, you know, I'm fat. I'm this. So I was like, you know, it's kind of like a chick talking, I guess. And, uh, he, um, and he said, uh, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm doing triathlons. And, and I had done a couple when I was, uh, I was a lifeguard for, for a while. So I, we used to do um, duathlons and triathlons. And so I'd done them before, but it was a long time ago. And I said, you know what? I will do it. And within probably two weeks, I had my bike. I had all the, you know, starting to buy all the equipment. My wife's going, you know, what are you doing? You're crazy. You're draining our bank (laughs) account. So that's kind of how I got into it in in my, um, to make a long story short, I went from almost 200 pounds to now I'm about 188 or so. And I want, yeah, it's not bad, but I want to, for this Ironman, get down to between maybe 180, 182 um, because I'm, I'm guessing that every pound you carry around on that course is just a huge load. Load. Oh and, yeah. And um, I want to um, be as light as possible to, to, um, right. to go those 140.6 miles. Um,
0: oh, definitely. And you said, I think you, I think you're, we're talking about uh, watching that, the Biggest Loser, and uh, somebody they were, what was it about their vent? Oh yeah, something? yeah, yeah. They,
2: they, they had lost weight, and. Um, they lost you know 40, 50, 60 pounds over a couple months, and they they got them out to oh the track, wow. and they each gave them a weight vest that had their their the weight they lost on it. So they were carrying 40, 60 pounds on their back as they ran around oh the track, gosh. and it was it was an incredible illustration of how hard it is to carry that weight around. And these people were stunned because just. You know, two months ago they w- they were running with these this weight and they didn't notice it, but now that the, you know it was off and they put it back on, they really noticed it. So that w- that stayed in my mind, thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot carry even a you know five pound weight around me when I'm going around that, that Ironman course. Oh no, yeah,
0: that would really slow you down, especially on the bike. I would imagine. Wow. I think
2: I think the bike is key. Um, Iron will, hang on one second. Uh, um, Matthew, what do you need? That's what you call me for? Where are the needles <laughs> for the bike pumps? Do you have to go, what are you doing? Um, are you going for a bike ride? Oh, for the balls, not the, the balls. The needles are, um, hang on one second. The needles mm-hmm. are, I think that's either in that junk drawer in the kitchen, or, I don't know. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe above the washer ma- washing machine. Can you close the door, kiddo? Thanks. Do to go pee? Okay. up <laughs> and down. So Iron Will, tell me about uh, tell me about your weight. You were never close to 200 pounds, were you?
0: Oh yeah, I actually no did way. weigh I did weigh 200 pounds um, oh. at one point. And how uh, tall are you? I'm I'm the same height as Jesse Stenzel, five foot five and a half. Very oh proud of my half inch. Oh
1: my god!
2: Yeah, it
0: was it was something, and this was like, let's see, this was um, pre kids and um, post high school. So, um, and I was actually uh, it was actually right around maybe the time not too not too long after I got married actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was something else. Um, so what happened? Because I was a fairly decent athlete. Um, you yeah, know, I mean, I didn't win any, like, trophies or anything, but I wasn't, like, a couch potato or anything. Um, you yeah, know, I, I was a sprinter in middle school. I played, um, sweeper and right forward in soccer. Um, let's so see, I was a cheerleader.
4: Um, uh, how,
0: did I, how did I know that? Yeah. <laughs> So I, you know what though, I wasn't like in the cool clique though. I, I was a cheerleader that didn't like the other cheerleaders. Um, all, you right, know, all right. I, well, you know some of them were okay, but you know not. Um, they're
2: they're not going to be listening, well, So you could you, <laughs> could, you could you could trash them if you want. <laughs>
0: um, you know. So anyway, yeah. I don't know. I I was, um, I know, probably like a size seven or nine or something like that in a uh, in high school, and then, um, you know, as I uh with the college um it just it got ridiculous i don't know i really i think it had something to do with um you know we got married and moved to like east nowhere in oklahoma and so and i'd never lived away from my family before i mean i had my own roommate and stuff like that but we were always in town so um yeah moving across the country and you know stuck in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do no friends and um then my husband was in the air force so he was gone all day long and so i'm like there by myself and so i think it might have had something to do with that um and i, I just i started taking classes and uh but just never started to I, I was getting kind of you know bored and depressed and everything um And, uh, yeah, so the weight crept up, and uh, pretty soon I was wearing a size 16 and 18. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was – I was – and that, of course, didn't help at all. um, But I hadn't – I stopped doing all – you know, any exercise. It's not like there were any, you know, teams for me to join down there in the middle of nowhere. And – So uh, yeah it got really bad and um, so I became actually one day I just really got sick of it and uh, became a vegetarian um, just right then and there and uh, you know I saw some like weird vivisection show or something and that just did it right and it was cold turkey on all meat and all everything and uh, which of course was like an extreme but I'm all about extreme (laughs) ways. so um, seems like everything I do is an extreme way but uh, it was uh, it took let's see a little while um, but I dropped the weight um, and when I got down to a healthy level, um, something else snapped and I just kind of got obsessed with um, you know, getting even smaller and I kind of um went from eating, you know, a healthy fifteen, seventeen hundred calories or so to uh I would say, Well, you know what, if I if I lost all this weight and I did it on eating that many calories, I wonder if it'll be faster if I go down to twelve hundred calories and, and uh Boy. sure enough, you know, yeah, it just spiraled into this abyss of of eating disorder craziness. And, uh, pretty soon, you know, it got to 800 calories and 400 calories and then 200 calories. And, um, and I was going on 200 calories a day for a while. Um, and at the time I was a permanent substitute, um, at a middle school, uh, we'd, we'd since moved back from Oklahoma and we were here. Uh, we, you know, we were back home and, um, Anyway, the school nurse, uh, was just all over me about what was going on. And, and I made some story up about, you know, college stress and, you know, because I was in graduate school at the time then. And, um, you know, she just, I don't really think she bought it at all because mm-hmm. everyone had noticed that I'd lost, you know, a lot of weight. Um, and, uh, just my husband was giving me a, a really hard time. And pretty soon I just felt like everybody was like food police for me. And like, okay, did you, did you eat? Did you eat? And, um, and I, and honestly, you know, I, I really felt like garbage. I just... I was my nails were all brittle and my hair was brittle and I had no energy. My, um, complexion was horrible and I just really pale. And I just looked sick all the time and it it just wasn't a healthy thing. And, and I was more depressed then than I had been at the, at the higher weight, which is something I never would have expected. Yeah. So, um, at that point, you know, I, I really concentrated on trying to get healthy and, um, did a lot of research in, um, nutrition and, and, how the body works as a machine, and and I just really became fascinated uh, at at the potential that we all have to be those um, powerful people, um, and and no longer be you know slaves to um, food one way or another, um, eating too much of it or not enough, and it was very empowering for me, um, and I, I got a couple role models out there in um, in uh, physiques, and uh, thought you know what they're strong, none of them are skinny, none of them are sickly, and and, uh, and, and and it's really a symbol of um, taking control of your life, and that's really kind of um, what what I try to do at that point. And so I've been trying to go strong ever since then. It's been let's see, what a good almost five years now that I've been wow. normal. <laughs> so
2: congratulations. <That's>
0: nice. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, it was, it's been a it's a it's a struggle for anyone out there who knows what you know struggling with weight issues. So
2: well, I know one of the. Uh one of the reasons and we'll get to this in another podcast one of the reasons you got into triathlon is you were you're sick of looking at the, uh, the models and whatnot on the magazines and being um, depressed about uh, the way they looked or the way you looked. And, and if you look at these women, they' just, just I mean, it's, it's a cliche but it's so unrealistic about their body types.
0: Oh, actually, yeah, and I, um, uh, my husband actually found a site um, that showed the fraud. Um, most of those models are, air- almost all of the cover models are airbrushed. Um, well, and I'll go so far as to say that, you know, all of the models are are airbrushed on those covers. Um, and uh, on my on my website, I'll have to go back into the archive and find it. It's in the, I do believe, um, December or January archive, um, but I'll have to look it up. And uh, it was ridiculous how, how... Uh, the the market wants to um, fool everybody into thinking that that's perfection, and, and I was definitely fooled. So
2: well, and you, and you see people like uh, Lindsay Lohan or or um, uh, what's the Richie girl's name? Uh, oh, Leonard, Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie, and and they are just uh, they've they've died to themselves to, uh, to to almost skeletal proportions, yeah. and it's, just, it's it's horrible. It's so sad. Well. Well, thanks for sharing. I think. Uh, oh, tell me now, wh- what's your weight now, and what's your weight? What weight do you want to be for your Ironman?
0: Oh my goodness! I was trying to avoid that. I was like trying to change the subject. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a journalist
2: in my real life, so I got to ask the tough questions.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, actually, um, I'm heavier now than I was. Um, obviously, on season, so I probably gained about 10 pounds. So I think I'm right around. I don't know, probably 140. Six hundred forty-seven, right in there. But mm-hmm. I'd like to be um, one twenty-five for Ironman. So I've got six and a half, seven months to get my act together for that.
2: And that's a combination of uh, diet and exercise.
0: Oh definitely yeah, yeah. training and, and making sure you're eating and um and uh one one big thing that people should remember is like the trick to lose weight is not to starve yourself because if you do that uh you'll just cause your body to cannibalize itself uh because you won't burn fat right away your body preserves fat no matter what um, and so it will eat the muscle first and if it eats your lean muscle mass then that will kill your metabolism because it takes uh the muscles burn more calories uh fat burns you know very little if any calories at all um but but muscles really kind of those that's the the furnace so the less of the furnace you have the low, slower your metabolism will be so make sure you're eating you know every two three hours of protein and the carbohydrate to keep yourself fueled and uh, keep that furnace burning
2: well, that's good. I, I know a number of our readers on our websites, and this, we do this because we <laughs> love to do it. It's it's uh, not a money maker. In fact, it's a money loser. At least, uh, <laughs> at least. Uh, How I've, many downloads? Yeah, no kidding. Um, but one of the reasons why I do it, at least, and I think the same with, with you, is that the the emails you get from people who say, you know. I was overweight, I've decided to get off the couch and to do this, I've lost X amount mm-hmm. of pounds or I've you know, stopped being depressed or whatever it is. They are so heartening and it's, it's those people, it's the people that were sort of the farthest away from being athletes or triathletes and that are jumping into the game. Those are the people that are really um, heartwarming to me and, and keep me going. Uh, is that oh, the same, yeah. same way for you?
0: Oh, definitely! I've gotten some, some just amazing email, and I, people have brought me to tears with their their outpouring of of, um, thank, I mean, gratitude, and and I just, I just put my crazy life out there. <laughs> so for people to tell me that they've been inspired by anything I've said or done is just so moving for me. So, um, yeah, you guys are are really what make everything happen for us. So we get these letters of, oh, thanks for being so inspiring, or, or I'm going to go do this, but you're really what keep us going every day. So
2: that is exactly I mean, that's exactly yeah. true. Okay, we're almost at the end of the show, and we've got the New Year's try tape about our uh, Mission Impossible, and then uh, some some outtakes and bloopers, and 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 also how to contact us. So um, do you want to introduce this Mission Impossible segment? Ironwell
0: Oh, definitely. I've been waiting for all this whole podcast to do this. <laughs> okay, you guys, go get your blankets, go get your popcorn because this is going to be one chilly ride.
2: 0300 01 Two men, Tri-Geek Kahuna and Robustu, on a mission near impossible to complete a New Year's Day try. Starting at four o'clock in the morning, this is their story. All right, it's three eighteen on um, New Year's morning. I got a call yesterday from RoboStu, he's my training partner, and anytime you get a call from RoboStu who says I've got a great idea, it's best to just hang up the phone. Um, his idea was to have a New Year's Day try, uh, tri, sprint triathlon, just uh, ourselves to kick off the new year, which is fine, except for I have to be on a plane at 8 uh, o'clock this morning so I told him I couldn't do it and Stuart said oh who cares let's just get up a little early and do it and um, so we are going to kick off this try at 3.45 a.m. New Year's morning. Uh, I'm driving up to Redondo Beach where Stu lives from my house in Orange County. It's um, dark.
4: (laughs) It's
2: a little chilly. And um, we decided the surf is uh, big and um, it's, it's raining, so it means the ocean's probably polluted. So we decided that we would um, start off in a pool. So we're going to hopefully hop a fence at a local high school pool and um, swim uh, about 800 yards. Uh, then we're going to, I think Stuart's going to swim a little bit less because I'm, one thing I'm faster than Stu and is swimming. Then we're going to get up on our bikes and uh, ride for 15 miles or so Um, in the dark. I brought a flashlight I guess I'm just going to hold my hand while we ride. And then uh, we're going to run 3 miles to finish it off. And I will uh, jump back in the car sprint home so I can get to the airport. Uh, Mrs. Kahuna is not... uh, not real thrilled with this whole plan, but um, she's used to it by now. So, um, and she's sleeping, so doesn't really matter, I guess. Uh, and so we're going to do this. Rec- this is going to be the, for the first podcast uh, that you're hearing. So what we're going to do is record sort of as we go, and I'm going to try to record as we're hopping the fence, breaking into the pool, hopefully not getting arrested, and then in each. Uh, each transition we'll we'll have a little commentary going. Uh, Stu is, um, we're meeting at Stu's old house which was, which is a block away from Redondo Beach High School, um, which is where we're swimming with any luck. And um, and then that will be our T1 and T2 transitions will be our cars outside a house, and so this should be pretty fun. I am actually got almost no sleep last night because I was so worried about uh, oversleeping and not uh, not being there for stew. I woke up every, you know how you do that, you wake up every 15-20 minutes to make sure you didn't oversleep. So at any rate, um, it's a good way to start off the new year. This should be fun, uh, a little dangerous, both I'll hop in the fence of the pool if there's any, I don't know, school security around or whatever. They, they tend to have that in Southern California. Or even driving on the road at 3 a.m. Uh, on the Los Angeles freeways on New Year's Day. I imagine most of the cars or most of the drivers out here are probably drunk. And, of course, we'd make nice targets on our bikes uh, for some drunk coming home from a New Year's party. So this might be the last words you ever hear from the kahuna. Uh, but with any luck, uh, they won't be. And so I'll uh, sign off now and we'll pick it back up again when we meet Robo Stew. Alright, that's it. Over and out. Okay, it's, um, it's, uh, what time is it, Stu? 4 it's 4 a.m. <laughs> New Year's morning. We're sitting in the car. I'm not going to take this computer with me to the pool because there's cops all over the place and if we get arrested I don't want this thing confiscated. So um, this is proof of our guilt I guess. I don't know. So we don't want to do this. But I got Robo Stu here. Um, he's going to say a few words for the New Year and then we're going to get in the freaking freaking water and do our, uh, do our <laughs> New Year's try. Hang on a second. Good morning everybody. Uh, my idea for this
3: thing was uh, about eight AM, you know, with us swimming in the pool at twenty four hour fitness, maybe hopping on the exercise cycle there for twenty minutes or half an hour and then jaunt you know, taking a little jaunt outside for for about a three mile run. Uh, I had no idea how the kahuna talked me into this. And Shut
1: up. <laughs> are you scared? Anyway. Wait, are you scared at all?
3: Uh, I'm 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 a little bit scared. You are. Yeah, I'm a little bit scared. Right, uh, that doesn't get scared. What yeah, you? you know, well, I don't ordinarily do things that could uh, land me in in, in jail, basically. All right, <laughs> <But, laughs> all right, Happy New Year to y'all. I couldn't of think of, I couldn't think of a better way to start 2006.
2: Get your geek on, baby. All right, we're gonna get our geek on, and um, hopefully we'll be back uh, talking to you soon, um, in about 30 minutes. All right, over and out. Alright, that was not successful. The uh, pool was covered and there was a security guard um, roaming around that place someplace, so um, we could not go swimming. So we've decided to call an audible and go down to the beach and swim without a wetsuit. Uh, It be a polar bear swim. The water temperature is probably 55 degrees. So it's pitch dark it's foggy, and there's a big swell in um uh, but this is a south what they call the South Bay, so it may not be that big um i I can't imagine we're gonna swim more than uh, a hundred <laughs> yards sprint uh but uh so we're gonna head down to the beach and uh, go on our speedos um two guys on a New year's day. Night. I'm turning right here on uh, Pacific Coast Highway, and um, Robo Stew is ahead of me, leading the way. And um, oh my God, there's only um, there's more cop cars out here than there are um, drunk people. So I'm I'm glad that we are not uh, haven't been drinking. That um, make the water feel warmer. Anyway, it's 4:15 uh, now. We had to hop the fence at the pool, kind of sneak around, and they had giant fences around the pool, so it would have been hard to get in there. but I think we could have uh, no problem, but it had, they had covers on the pool, which um, which uh, wouldn't have worked for us. So, any rate, um, we're going to go down to Redondo Beach, go for a little little dip at uh, probably 4:30. And this is going to shorten our bike ride up a little bit or our run up a little bit, but that's cool. Um, We'll still get the the spirit of the try in. So, all right, I'll uh, slide off and I'll see you back on the other side. All right, uh, we're back from the ocean swim. It was uh, freezing, like ice cream headache time the minute you put your... uh, head underwater. We swam for uh, first we just went in and went out because it was so cold. Then we decided we needed to do five strokes at least so we went back in. Surf is uh, very big. It's a big swell in um, from uh, from Japan all the way across the Pacific and uh, so we just did our T1 uh, in the the bluff overlooking the beach. Stuart blasting uh, Eminem's uh, What's our theme song? I forget what the name of it is, but uh, uh, blasting the theme song enough to wake up. And there are some people still partying. It's 4:36 uh, a.m. and uh, we're ready for our bike. I think we'll go about a half an hour on the bike and then um, then a three-mile run. All right. Uh, let me see if Stuart wants to say a few words. Hey, Stuart. Stuart. Uh, okay. Here comes Stuart. He's dressed. Uh, he's dressed like a snowman, man. He's got a. You're dressed like a snowman. He's got a some, some a ski underwear on. I have bare. I have bare legs. Um, he's got a jacket. He's got gloves. Uh, man, he's he's all tricked out. But uh, let me let me have him say a couple words, and then we're off. Let me just say it's a great morning for a ride. There's Stu, man. Man, a few words. All right. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit. See you, Bye. All right, we're done with the uh, bike leg. It's 512. Um, we're in T1. Just putting on my shoes right now. It was good. We did, a, we did about a 8.4-mile bike. Had to cut it short because i got to get to the airport, and I'm worried about running out of time. So anyway, we're um, off. Still a pitch black. Um, Stewart's blasting a stereo. Uh, and um, we're off, so I'll check back in when... Uh, we're done with this New Year's try. See you there. All right, it's 5:43. The try is done. We uh, ran for a couple miles. I uh, needed to get home, so we had to cut it a little bit short. But uh, it's a great run. There's uh, champagne corks on the on the wet cement. Newspapers have not come yet. There's a couple of people still partying. A lot of Christmas lights um, up. A beautiful run along the bluff top in Redondo Beach. And uh, so we're done. So I'm driving home. Uh, get my junk out of the car. And then uh, gather up all the uh, the four boys and Mrs. Kahuna. And then we're off uh, to uh, San Francisco. So uh, this is the uh, inaugural New Year's Day try. I think we'll do it again next year, uh, not this early, because uh, I am really, really tired. Uh, but we would do it, uh, you know, seven or eight, not uh, three in the morning. Maybe everybody else can join us in, a, in their cities, and we can have a uh, a large try together. We'll try together. All right. This is the uh, Tragedi Kahuna over and out. Alright, well that's how I spent my, my New Year's morning. I think I think next year actually we're going to do it um, I'd like to do it at twelve oh one and get a bunch of other people to do it at twelve oh one so you won't have and they don't have to do it with us, they could do it in their own own town or city. But uh, I think oh, it'd be what a, an
0: awesome idea. That was just an amazing I just have to interrupt you, and to yes. say what an awesome um, experience that must have been. I felt like I was kind of there with you, with the police, and oh my gosh, that was awesome.
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I think what's going to be fun about these podcasts is we can take our tape recorder to our competitions, to events, to our coaches, to just sort of our life, and so it really brings to life where a blog is is a little bit uh, static, because you just have pictures and words. Here we have, you know, words, audio, we have, we, it's mobile. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about this whole new venture for us.
0: Oh, yeah. And if you guys can just be patient with us, you know, we're working out a, a few bugs. So if there are a couple warbles here and there, um, you know, hang with us. We're, we're getting it all ironed out, and uh, pretty soon uh, we'll, we'll have it all together. So, um, but appreciate you listening.
2: Okay. Well, I think it's uh, time to sign off. So, uh, Will, you want to take it?
0: Alright, well thanks again everybody for tuning in and we'll be back next week uh, with some more Tri-Life, so um, thanks again for tuning in, this is going to be Iron Will signing off
2: And this is the Tri-Geek Kahuna saying Aloha and Mahalo Stay tuned past the credits for our outtakes of the show
4: This is Dakota the Tri-Geek Diva Stay tuned for outtakes of Get Your Geek On, but first, some business. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by Nespa for all your web hosting domain and design needs. Nespa is your solution. Visit Nespa.com or call 877-99-NESPA. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, you can call Iron Will at 574 574- eight oh seven zero zero three three that's five seven four eight zero seven zero zero three three for the Trigeek kahuna the number is nine four nine five four four one four one six nine four nine five four four one four one six iron will's website is throughthewall.com and remember the E in the the in the address is actually the number three. The Kahuna's website is trygeekdreams.com. Get your geek on with Iron Will and the TriGeek Kahuna is a production of Iron Will, TriGeek Kahuna, New Media. All right, it's time for the outtakes. Aloha and mahalo.
2: Welcome to the first broadcast, or... Yeah.
4: Recording conversation.
2: Um, she,
0: You know what, we have to have a name for her. Let's call her Lola.
2: You got a great uh, show for you, even though it's the first show, it's...
0: Motivating him, and, uh, um, uh, the... This would, this would be a, like, take two right here.
2: Okay, you
0: so, uh, know
2: what I'm going to do, another?
0: Either... Oh, crap, my screen just went blank. Um, can we start over? Yeah. <laughs> We can have a bloopers. Let's have a bloopers reel. Have it, the, um, you know, uh, okay, you're gonna have to fix that part there.
2: So, aloha triathletes, welcome to Get Your Geek On. I'm the Tri Geekahuna,
0: and I'm Ironwell.
2: And this weekly podcast is designed to get y'all geeked up about uh, this. Ah, fuck! I'm gonna do it one more time.
0: That's right. So if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, then you come to... La, la. <laughs> let
2: do it again. <laughs>
0: uh, what was I going to say? So if you're... Okay. Sacrifice. Um, to see how far you can go. Okay.
2: Anyone who is... Hold on. A second. I'm just gonna... <laughs> hold on. Hold <laughs> on. It's for any triathlete who... Oh, hold on a second. That's
0: right. So if you're willing to... Stack, uh, I sound like the game shows.
2: All right. Our next segment of the show is called Tri-Life Lessons. This is where Iron Will gives uh, her philosophy on triathlon and life. So uh, Will, why don't you take it away?
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, well, uh, like I said, this is a time This is time for Tri-Life Lessons. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you seen the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin where he goes ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha
2: No, I have not but I gotta see it <laughs>
0: Oh, you guys that's, well, Now it's not funny because, anyway Okay <laughs>
4: um, Now I make things Oh shit I just feel like crap for that whole Let me start over with that Alright Get your geek on But first some business Get your See, I can't say it like that Get your geek on is sponsored <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it like that. Can I just start with this now? I thought you said you could edit it. Iron Will's website is through the through the three. Okay. Iron Will's website is www.throughthewall.com. And remember the e in the the in the address is actually the number three that's a hard website iron will's website is www.throughthewall.com and remember the e in the wall